There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my new series, Parish. My character, Gray Parish, was a getaway driver. I'm retired from life. You know that. He's in a world over his head. Tell me about this driver job. And he's asked to start to figure things out. I did what you told me to. He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish, all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Saving starts with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. And now, your main event, introducing the hosts of Wrestling with Freddie, Jeff Dye, and Freddie Prince Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of Wrestling with Freddie, now known as Wrestling with Friends. In today's news, we'll mainly be focusing on AEW Full Gear. What an absolute fantastic pay-per-view. And in WWE news, you guessed it, Mustafa Ali lost again and tried to get daps from Ricochet only to realize Ricochet was just doing a fist pump instead. Good evening and good luck. There we go. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, with me as always is my co-host with the Momost, Mr. Jeff Dye. <laughs> How are you, sir? Feeling good, buddy. I'm excited to see your face. Excited to do another uh, another week. Also, what a great week of wrestling. It was a great week of wrestling, wasn't it? It was fantastic. There was so much good stuff. Uh, everything was, uh, I was I was at zero complaints. I still have a worst of the week, but, you know, they, that, that just means worst of all the great wrestling we saw. I watched a pay-per-view, Mr. Die, called AEW Full Gear, and I thought it was absolutely great. From the beginning all the way to the end. And I would love to just focus on that. Yes, let's jump into it, buddy. 
First of all, all the entrances on AEW felt like they sped them up a bit so they could get more time in the ring. And I loved that. But we're going to start the show with the steel cage match of Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus. And I did not think, in a steel cage, I did not think I was going to love this match. I just thought it would be okay. But I absolutely loved the story they told. And my wife even watched this match with me. So just to break this down for you guys, they call him Jungle Boy. I don't like his name. Jungle Boy Jack Perry, official. That's right. Jack Perry. And I think eventually it's going to just become Jack Perry. And Jungle Boy will be like the nickname that they throw in every once in a while. For those of you who don't know, this is the son of Luke Perry. Luchasaurus was his tag team partner, now his bitter and mortal enemy, who is managed by the awesome Christian Cage, who we all know as as, uh, Christian. Christian! From WWE. And this story of hatred has been brewing for quite some time. But I just want to give people who aren't the avid wrestling fans a little backstory. Imagine being the son of Luke Perry, star of 90210. And Luke Perry, as we all know, has sadly passed away. Uh, Some of his newer fans may remember him from the show Riverdale, which is on the CW. And uh, I don't know how he passed. And I wasn't I wasn't close with Luke. I only met him a couple of times. But Sarah was Sarah was friendly with with Shannon Doherty and Luke and, and knew them both very, very well. I became friends with Brian Austin Green because he was on my sitcom and he and I are still tight to this day. But I only met Luke maybe twice. I, I think just once, just to say, hey, what's up? Imagine being the son of, of Luke Perry. And instead of following in your father's footsteps, you're going to be a professional wrestler. And the obstacles that would be in your way in the wrestling community when every single professional wrestler knows your dad was the guy from 90210. This kid has had to eat so much shit his entire career. He is not a big man like his father. He's slight. Um, he's not a tall man either. Um, neither was his father. So those alone make it difficult for you to break out of the indies. There's lots of average height dudes in the indies, but very few make it to a high level on the big shows like AEW, WWE. This kid has had obstacle after obstacle placed in front of him, loses his father at a much later, later age. And I keep pushing this father thing because there was a beautiful moment in the match. I didn't know what to expect. He's, the match starts and he starts hot. He's kicking knees and body shots and face shots. And all of a sudden, Luchasaurus has had enough and just smashes Jack Perry and just beats this kid up over and over. And I'm watching this up in the bedroom. Um, Sarah's in my bedroom because my son was watching My Hero Academia downstairs, and I didn't want to take him away from that. Um, So I'm laying in the bed, and Sarah comes in, and she sees this kid get thrown into the steel cage, and she says, is that real blood? I say, yes. I say, you get thrown in face first into a steel cage, you're going to bleed. You got to be tough to be a wrestler. And she hears the name Jack Perry. Jim Ross goes, oh, my God, Jack Perry, oh, God. She goes, wait, did he say Jack Perry? I said, yeah, that's Luke's son. And everything stops for Sarah. And she's now emotionally invested in this character. And she sees this boy that she's known since he was probably, I don't know, 10 years old, bleeding. And then she sees his sister and mother in the crowd. 
who are visibly shook and upset. And they're not part of the work. They're a part of the show, but they're not part of the work. When they see their brother or their son bleed, that, that affects a parent. Um, I remember when my mom first saw me bleed in, in a boxing match when I was a kid, she, uh, she threatened to beat the shit out of the kid's parents. Now, granted, <laughs> my mom was like halfway through a 7-Eleven big gulp that she substituted a bottle of Chardonnay into. That was her go-to move, by the way, super gangster. There's an emotional investment from my wife right away. And she watches this young man who's half the size of Luchasaurus in weight and height, practically. Try to come back time and time again. And each time he gets smashed back into the cage or smashed into the mat. They're bringing chairs into the ring because Christian Cage cheats and steals the key from the referee and, and opens the cage so that Luchasaurus, his right arm of destruction, can, can bring things in. But the ref sees it and security throws Christian Cage out. And the match even goes outside of the ring, which I was thought I wouldn't be nuts about because it's a steel cage. I want it to happen in the steel cage. But they did their business outside and then and got their way back into the ring with a table and two chairs now, which both come into play later. And Jack Perry, Jungle Boy Jack Perry gets in the ring again and he's fighting for all he can. And Luchasaurus just keeps beating the living hell out of this kid, but he won't stay down. And eventually, instead of like, you know, when you get hit in the face or down for a while, eventually he starts getting mad and he gets angrier and angrier and he gets knocked down. And instead of staying down, it's like, screw the pain. And he stands back up right in Luchasaurus's face. Boom, down again, pops back up. Screw this. And he starts fighting for all he's worth. And this son of a bitch starts winning the match. He keeps knock. He starts knocking Lucha down, takes out the leg, starts working on him more and more. Eventually he gets Luchasaurus on the table, and this kid has gone through the ringer, okay? He's been stuck in between the cage and the ring. He's been thrown into the cage. He's, his head is bleeding. Both guys were wearing masks at the end of it. One just happened to be a blood mask. <laughs> and he finally climbs up to the top of the cage, and my wife legit says, well, he's not going to jump off of that, is he? And I say, because I see her emotional investment, I say, oh, he is. I just <laughs> don't know what he's going to do. And he looks up to the sky. And for me, that moment was him looking to his dad. To me, I don't know if that's what he was doing, but to me, it looked like he was looking up at his dad. And I don't know if he's saying, this is for you, or I wish you could be here, or wait till you see this shit from heaven or hell or wherever his daddy is, if that's what you believe in. But wait till you see this. And he jumps off. And hits a macho man elbow, blam, and the table cracks in half, boom, and Luchasaurus goes into the mat, ah, oh, and he's down. And Jack Perry eventually gets the one, two, three, and he beats Luchasaurus. He puts it right in his face. And this rivalry has been going on for a long time. Christian Cage has talked shit about, about his family, about his mother, I think about his father too, although it's been going on so long, I don't quite remember. But Christian has cut some nasty promos on this kid, like top shelf, nasty heel promos using real stuff to evoke real emotion from the crowd. And it's, and it's worked to, to different varying levels of success. What did you think of the first match to kick off the AEW pay-per-view full gear? I loved it. 
it's also a wrestling tale as old as time. Uh, tag team partners who, you know, break up and turn on each other. This is very, very classic wrestling storytelling, and it was done well. I think they also both proved they can be singles. They could be single stars because they, they it was it was they both did really, really great. It was fun to watch. It was believable. The big monster versus uh, versus his ex partner, who's a like you said, a smaller guy. For a wrestler, he's he's small. Jack Perry's small for a wrestler. He's not small compared to regular yeah. people, or and he's very muscular and cut, and he looks good. Um, but for a wrestler, he's he's undersized for sure, which is is makes you root for him. He's all heart, you know, and he's bleeding through the through, and he's he's fighting this scary dinosaur monster guy. It was such a fun, fun match. Um, I loved it. I thought it was a good way to start, and it also just proved that both of them are super capable. I did think that the table should have been the last part of the match. I wish that had been like the big the big three count, which is, but it's okay. It was still very, very fun. Um, in the press conference afterwards, he mentioned that um, originally Jungle Boy, not only was it a gimmick, but Jungle Boy was just used so he didn't have to use Jack Perry because with his dad's yes. fame and his dad's celebrity and also his dad's somewhat linked to wrestling with David Arquette and all that stuff. So it was kind of like a more of a, a gimmick mixed with a way to hide his name. Now he's, you know, he's, he's going to embrace it, but they did when he came out, this is the first time they've ever had jungle boy, Jack Perry, all four. So it wasn't gone. He could have chose to say, don't call me jungle boy, but I think that it's going to forever be like a thing, but he's, he's now got a name, Jack Perry, which I think is, I think is, is, is awesome. I, I still like jungle boy it matches the hair and the, and the clothes and the look. So, um, <laughs> but I thought it was an awesome does. match. Yeah, and I thought it was just an awesome match. It was really good. I've liked him a long time, and you know how I feel about small wrestlers. So that's how impressed I am with him, that I was like, ooh, even I'm liking uh, Jack Perry. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As an actor, a producer... And a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey, everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcasts. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Moving on... Mr. Die, this was the first trios match I have ever liked in AEW. <laughs> I watched it from start to finish, every single moment. There are even a couple where I feel things are over choreographed. And my daughter's like a big critic when they're all doing the same move because she just wants to see like an organic fight. We watch a lot of like mixed martial arts and stuff. So she'll say, ah, that's like too choreographed, dad. And I tend to agree with her. And they did some of that in this match. But this was the elite. Yeah, they're all off suspension now. (laughs) That's right. So Death Triangle, which is all three of them, which is Pac, who has a story with Kenny Omega. And then these two luchadors who are brothers like the Young Bucks. Three versus three, but a tag match, even though there'll be times where tag matches break down and you'll see, you know, multiple members from each team in the ring, which is totally normal and acceptable in the world of, of professional wrestling. They told so many freaking stories in this, and I thought they pulled it off beautifully. I've never been that educated on Kenny Omega because I got to AEW late in my, in my love of wrestling. I've heard people be highly critical of his work, and I've heard people that just hero worship this guy like a god. He was awesome. Everybody in this match, and I'm a sucker for a luchador, okay? So even if they suck, I'll be like, yo, man, that guy was tight. Nah, everybody in this match was flying all over the place. Oh, Braun Strowman would have hated it. I was just going to say that. I was waiting. I was going to say that. That's going to go, hey, because <laughs> I, I know we're not talking SmackDown and Raw, but like when um, Ricochet referenced his tweet on the thing uh, in a promo, he said, oh, you know, the, the flippy floppy, like whatever. Um, <laughs> this match proves that Braun Strowman is a stupid idiot because this is the best wrestling <laughs> in the world. Flippy flopping is the wrestling I prefer. Yeah. It was, there was so much 
acrobatic, high-level athletic shit in this match. And I was committed all day long. Here's another thing. All the right people won on -hmm. this pay-per-view. I was all in on this, and I mean all in, yelling at the screen, hyped up, not knowing who was going to win. This match was so much fun. The flippy floppy stuff was great. I just call them acrobats. I mean, there was so, so much. You might, if you want to critique this in any way, you could say there were too many super kicks because there were about 75 super (laughs) kicks. Never enough super kicks. include everyone. But (laughs) I love this match. This is going to be so much, I'm blowing so much smoke up AEW's ass today, but I don't care. I had a blast watching this match. I did not make my wife watch it. And I'm glad she didn't because she couldn't make fun of me cheering. What did you think about Team Flip Flop? How much did you love them? This is my best of the week. And uh, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was so fun to watch. I'm also a big Kenny Omega guy. I, I think maybe because I bought in, I bought in when AEW first started, like that there's this new guy that I should know about from Japan. He's the best. He, everyone like, and like you said, they all hero worship him. And so I was like already like, all right, let's see. I love his look. I love his hair. I'm a big thing about like, I need my wrestlers to either be giants. Bro, he's jacked too. He's buff. Yeah, well, but like I need my wrestlers to be giants or I need them to be flippy floppy luchador guys. Like I don't like anything in the middle. I don't like when it's like a, a Shinsuke Nakamura where he's, he's not a high flyer and he's not a big muscly guy or like, I don't like a Daniel Bryanson where it's like, it's all technical. I like I like a giant or a flippy floppy guy. And Kenny Omega kind of breaks that rule for me because he's strong and he's also not a high flyer, but it's just so, every move seems perfectly executed. I like his look. So he's kind of breaks my mold of what I like. And I love Kenny Omega. Love the Young Bucks. They're also like these cult, like nobody's allowed to say anything bad about them. Pretty much every part of this match, I was I was surprised they weren't like blown out. I was surprised they weren't exhausted. They were going full speed, explosive the entire match. They never slowed down. It was amazing. It was crazy. I think that's why it was so great. I was like, I wish every match could feel like this, this fast paced, high intensity. Every single spot was perfect. It was my best of the week. I couldn't agree more on Pac, man. Neville was his name in WWE. And I watched him on 205 Live. I hated when he had to lose to Enzo. I think he hated it too. I think that was pretty public. I didn't know why they couldn't find a way to utilize him more. I think, I still think he isn't utilized to his full capacity, even in AEW. I think he cuts a mean promo. I think he can be a babyface that has to climb the mountain that you can root for or a heel that is evil and talks trash and is willing to cheat to win. His moves are so crisp. His body is just jacked and perfect and super chiseled. And damn, dude, he's such a leader of that group of of Death Triangle, such a leader of it. Mr. Die, it was time for Jade Cargill and Nyla Rose. Your girl. I did not want to watch this match. I hated this story with uh with all my heart and soul i feel like jade cargill is the single most underserviced wrestler in that company even though she's she's undefeated uh so you know they love her but story wise i don't feel they've given her anything legit to make you care about a jade cargill match and this storyline was no no exclusion to that the entrances were pretty hot nyla came out Eddie Guerrero style in a lowrider with Vicky Guerrero. And I think her shirt read, 
I'm your mommy instead of I'm your poppy, which is actually kind of cool. I love it. Yeah. Uh, the music was cool and the entrance was quick. They didn't spend too much time in the lowrider. Again, all fast entrances. And then here comes Jade Cargill. And if you're my age, you grew up watching a cartoon called Thundercats. And she came out in a full Chitara cosplay. By the way, she liked my friend Alicia Marie's Chitara cosplay. So I know that's where she got the idea from. Shout out Alicia Marie. You should follow her on Instagram, Alicia Marie Body. Um, she's a bodybuilder. She builds all her, she also builds all her own cosplays. She's one of the most beautiful women in the world. I think Jeff's actually met her before. She rules. But she came out looking like Thundercats mm-hmm. and finally had the match. And here is a lesson to everyone that takes Jaded, which she calls her, her, her finisher, which, with Beth, which was Beth Phoenix's glam slam. Nyla Rose gave the facials that you want a wrestler to have when they're going to get finished, both in the time that it failed and in the time that it succeeded. And she was shaking her head. No, 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 I don't know. Please don't slam me. I don't want you to slam me. That is all that it takes. That's all it takes, ladies, when you're getting beat by Jade. And there's a lot more of you that are going to get your ass beat by Jade Cargill. She did get Jade's finisher off on Jade, which was cool. And Jade gave the proper facial results that, that, that you want to see there. That said, I wanted this match to be over quickly. I, I just wanted it to be done so that they can hopefully find a better story. It was not the, the greatest match. It was not the best match of the night. However, the right girl won and she somehow picked Nyla Rose up. And Nyla Rose, for those of you who haven't seen her, is a large woman, mm-hmm. like a Kia Stevens, like an awesome Kong type. Maybe not that big, but she's big. And Jade held her up, no problem. The power bomb was tough, but you knew that would be tough. But she held her up. She looked strong as hell. Blam! Slammed her down, flipped her over. One, two, three. Got her belt back and gave her the middle finger while the ref raised her hand, which was great. What say you, Mr. Die? I liked it. I liked the way they were able to showcase that Jade Cargill is the strongest woman in the in. in Wrestling, in my opinion, or in like at least in AEW, the yeah. fact that he she could just lift up Nyla Rose on multiple multiple times during the match, lifted her up and just was like, yeah, she's bigger than me. And watch, like, like that's what we should be showcasing how strong Jade Cargill actually is. Um, I, I, I have opinions about a TBS title. I'm still every time I see it, I go, wait, they named the belt after the channel we're watching, so that feels like a little strange and weird to me. But it's a good point. But I do love Jade. I'm glad she's got the, the strap. I was not a big Nyla Rose uh, fan. I, I thought it felt weird, and I, I anything to see less of Vicky Guerrero is good for me. I love Jade Cargill, man. I really hope they give her a meaningful storyline. And I guess maybe you save it till she loses and then it's her sort of story of redemption. Maybe that's what they're waiting for. Um, maybe I'm being overcritical. Maybe there, maybe some of y'all have enjoyed the storylines for her, but I just, I think when you have a unicorn, you have to treat that beast differently than any other mythical beast or regular beast in, in, in the story. Like lions and tigers and bears are cool, but a unicorn, a minotaur, uh, a Cerberus, like all these other like mythical Greek creatures, like they're magic. And they were treated that way in the stories I read as a kid. And that's what Jade is, man. She's a unicorn. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. 
like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. Stay Farm is also a big supporter of My Cultura Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, Stay Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Today, more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And who has the time? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family's insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud to help you and your family save. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden medical bill errors. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. We are moving on to the fatal four-way match between Chris Jericho, Claudio Castagnoli, Sammy Guevara, and Brian Danielson, who you called Daniel Bryanson earlier in the podcast. Yeah, well, it's easy to confuse. It's easy to mix up. (laughs) 
They've changed his name so many times from <laughs> WWE to now. Fatal four ways are hard. They did a pretty damn good job getting guys out of the ring and focusing on on two people. Again, I loved this match. I thought the right guy won, which was Chris Jericho. And they told multiple stories. They had Claudio and Brian beating the crap out of Jericho and Sammy two at a time and one at a time. Whoever you pin in a fatal four-way match, it doesn't matter if it's the champ or not, you become the champion. Then they told the same story with Sammy and Chris because Sammy saw an opportunity that he was about to lose and he knocked Jericho off of what would have been a one, two, three. Jericho retains the championship. But again, I thought they told good, solid stories in here. They they comboed off each other's signature moves very well. I totally liked this match. I was nervous going into this match. I didn't know how good a story they could tell. But I guess when you have those three veterans and a young kid who's just willing to do anything to his body and Sammy Guevara, mm-hmm. then that's my bad for underestimating them. I love this match. What about you, Mr. Die? I liked it. I, like I said, there wasn't a single match that I didn't enjoy this week. This one, you know, wasn't the craziest, best thing I've ever seen, but I, I really enjoyed it. I liked it. I loved the finish. I also want to note, I just love Jericho so much. I'm such a Jericho mark, but... Dude, I don't know how he's still this damn good. It's amazing. Jericho helps young yeah. guys in a way that is so... He has no ego about it. He has no, he's no like, I am, he's not threatened by young guys the way CM Punk and John Cena seem to be. He like, he like genuinely loves these young guys and wants to see them be the future of the business. And it's the most like selfless pro wrestling, positive professional wrestling thing in, in, in all of, all of wrestling, in my opinion. I love Jericho for it. And this match kind of proved it. I love the way you phrased that. I think selfless is a smart word here because Chris is no dummy, right? Like, He'll, he knows he'll, he'll still put himself over in interviews and, and things like that. And he'll take credit for things, but he's very quick to share credit as well. And he's always willing to put a young star over. And I don't That's think rare. that happens enough in professional wrestling. I don't think at WWE, he just, I don't, it, he simply wouldn't be allowed to do that. Whereas you can tell he has a very strong, powerful voice in this company. Like, like he is the senior vice president of AEW is what it feels like. But he's so smart. He said something wonderful about Pat Patterson where he talked about people still singing the song, the, his, his entrance song, um, Judas, and uh, which my son even likes when it's on the radio. He makes me turn it up. <laughs> and that's a baby face thing for the crowd to sing along to your song. And even though he's a heel, he said, Pat Patterson told me, you're working for a reaction. It doesn't matter if that reaction is positive or negative. You're working for that reaction. And when you get it, don't step on it. And for and again, we've talked about this a lot. You can remove heel and baby face from wrestlers that simply know how to get themselves over. I think you tend to save heel and baby face tags for the wrestlers that need that help getting over. He right. does not. And that's why I'm totally okay with, with him keeping that song and, and having the people sing along to it. But you're so right. Like he even does the like the little Sammy poses. Like he poses so like effeminately o- over Sammy. Like when they do that, and it's to get Sammy's thing over to help that that bit get over. And now, sir, we move on to uh, Soraya versus Britt Baker. And this was it wasn't the worst match of the of the night. I think I'm saving that for the the Wardlow Hobbs and Samoa Joe match. Interesting. Um, okay, but. You could see a little ring rust there. The match didn't have the same heartbeat 
as the matches leading up to it. It had to be a little bit slower. So maybe that's why I didn't dig it, but it just seemed a bit off to me. The entrances, again, money. The beginning of the match, money. But the middle and the end of the match, I just thought felt like these two women didn't know each other that well. I thought I was going to want to watch three or four of these matches. Um, and I, I, I don't now. It, they just The chemistry wasn't there. And I don't know if it's, if it's Soraya not being in the ring for a long time or sometimes like in a movie, you just don't have chemistry with the person you're working with. And all their instincts go against all your instincts and it changes the way you, you execute your lines or you're changing the way they execute their lines. And the scene seems wonky and you have to get saved by an editor who knows how to yeah. put the camera on the right person's face. You can't do that in a live match. And I really felt this match suffered because of it. I respect the hell out of both these women. Britt Baker built the women's division, built it damn near by herself, one could argue. She's money on the mic and she's money in the ring. Soraya, I love to death. I love her sacrifice that she's made for this business, but I could not emotionally get behind this match outside of her brother yelling early on where he's like, <laughs> come on, Soraya, get it. And I was just like, oh my God, you're breaking my heart, brother. Like that part was beautiful. But the middle and end of this match, I thought wasn't as good as it needed to be. And hopefully wasn't as good as it can be in the future. But what say you? I liked the match. I thought it was fine. And I think it also proved that, you know, yeah. that Soraya can take bumps and she's actually can wrestle. I think I, I expected some ring rust. She took some. I, so like all the criticisms I have of that, like I was totally going into the match expecting. My only criticism was the finish. I'm a, I'd be pretty annoyed if, yeah. um, if I'm Britt Baker. It just was lackluster. And maybe it's because of the matches that, that preceded it were just nonstop, That's probably 100 what it was. miles per hour, hairs on fire. But it wasn't, it, it wasn't my favorite. And I don't want to bag on it, so I don't want to spend too much time. That's going to take us to the TNT Championship with Wardlow as the champion, Samoa Joe as your Ring of Honor champion, and Hobbs, who came out of nowhere off this Ricky Stark storyline, and I think is, is a, surpri- a delightful surprise on the microphone. His, his mic work has been good building up to this. I love his look. I love, I love the way his face looks. I love the way his body looks. <laughs> I love that he was this extra element to this, to this match. It didn't click, man. There were blown spots. There were cells when nothing happened. It had to be a quick match, I guess, but it just felt weird. I still think the right guy won. It's nice to see Samoa Joe with two titles. And I think that helps. Hobbs get an opportunity against Samoa Joe and Hobbs is the real deal, man. I love the soup, the, the standing suplex that he gave Wardlow where he held him up for like 10 seconds and then put him down. That really showcased his power to pick up a dude that friggin' big, but I didn't feel this match at all. Um, what about you, bro? I don't think they know what to do with Wardlow. I just don't think that they know where he's going to fit or what's going to work with him. He's the, I, it's almost like Jade Cargo. Like they don't, they just haven't found that lane yet for Wardlow. I like Wardlow. I, I'm I'm a believer for sure. I think he could be really, really, really great and and different. And he's got a great look, and he, he seems capable. It's just they haven't found what works for him. Here's the thing: you're gonna hate, and everyone listening is gonna hate. I don't like Samoa Joe. I think he is so overrated. What? You know, it's still it's still a fun, entertaining match or whatever. But I just I don't uh, I just don't like Samoa Joe. I hate you so much right now. Um, I will say this. It is art 
And opinions on art can't be wrong. It's not like it's, hey, what's three plus three? is six for those of you who don't know it's art and so if you connect to it you don't you do if you don't you don't i don't like picasso paintings all right so moving on to old men that still wrestle the no dq match with sting and darby allen darby being the young one sting being the old man for those who don't know versus jeff jarrett and jay lethal jeff jarrett being the old man who by the way his body looked freaking great and Jay Lethal, who I'm big on. I've been big on for a long time. I wanted this to be a singles match between the two guys. They took the match out of the ring for a lot of it, which I thought was a mm-hmm. nice breakup and change of pace from the pay-per-view. They pulled this off. And I like this. I, I didn't love the match, but I liked the match. What about you? Uh, this was my worst of the week. Okay, hit me, dude. I just feel like I would love to see those two young guys fight each other in singles. You know what I'm saying? Like it would have been fine if I just see them. I I'm getting a little tired of sting and, and Jeff Jared. I I felt like them being in there, which is good for them that they can still do it and they still look good and all that stuff. And it was for my must, my nostalgic brain, very exciting, but I'd rather just, I'd rather, (laughs) I'd rather just see Darby Allen versus Jay lethal. Like, and, and then that let's just watch that match and see what these young guys can do. I can't argue with you on that. I mean, like I said, for what they could do, I thought they did a good job. But I, I said this in the buildup for it. I really felt it could have just been those yeah. two guys, Darby versus Jay. If you need Darby to go over, cool. All right, moving on. This match is my best of the week. Mm-hmm. We have the AEW Interim World Women's Championship, even though it should have been for the just legit Women's Championship, Jamie Hayter versus the champ. We all know her. We all love her. Australia's own Tony Storm. I was completely surprised by the end of this match. I thought there's no way in hell they're going to let Jamie Hayter win. There's no way. She's too young. These women, before the interference came, and the interference was in the last two minutes of the match, which led to the finish of the match. But I think they let them go probably 20, maybe 25 minutes. I, I wasn't timing it. I should have. I think that's cool to time the matches to see how long the, the, the people get. But I just forgot because I was digging the paper so much. They beat the hell out of each other and went back and forth 50-50 the whole time. They were giving you great false finishes. These women were awesome. They both have the look of a champion. I loved this match. I could not believe Hater got the three count. I love, I was saying this. I hope she, when we did our predictions, I hope she wins. I don't think she's gonna, I couldn't be happier. I was wrong. The interference protected Tony. So Tony doesn't look weak. I thought it was great storytelling. It's my match of the week. You probably hated it because you're a jerk and hate Samoa Joe. <laughs> what say you? How could you <laughs> say that to me? That's, that's, that's not fair. I am your friend. I'm a jerk. Um, I'm a jerk. I thought it was awesome. Like it was just very, very good. And and I, like I said, I didn't predict or I didn't expect that ending. I was very, very happy with it. Also, she might be the first female to ever win the championship without crying. She didn't sit in the ring, go like she she just won it, celebrated, did her things. Heels don't cry, baby. Pretty badass. Um, I think she's great, and I think she's a star. I think she's going to be a big star. I don't know where they're going to go storyline wise. Maybe Thunder Rose is much closer to coming back than, than we realized. But I would watch these two women wrestle every single week. I don't care. I might not even care if there's a story because the match was so damn good. Now we shall move on, my friend, to the match that Freddie called perfectly. 
the prognosticator of prognosticators, better than a groundhog predicting the end of winter. Ladies and gentlemen, the AEW Tag Team Champions, the Acclaimed versus Keith Lee and Swerve, Swerve in our glory. Jeff, tell the people how smart your friend Freddie Prince Jr. is. He knows his wrestling. That's something about Freddie. When it comes to games, when it comes to uh, acting, when it comes to uh, video games, not just board games, not just turnstile games. When it comes to wrestling, yes, Freddie Prince Jr. knows his shit. Yes. When it comes to politics and science, I'm pretty stupid. Well, I did I get three plus care. three correct earlier in the podcast. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think the George Carlin approach. I called this match. I knew it was going to happen. Now, granted, you could see this coming. The finish was exactly what I said it was. Word for word, they're going back and forth. These guys crushed it from the rap when he came out, which was pretty damn good. He's like, oh, hold on, I got more. And then busted on him with another rap, which is money. I can't rap, so I'm not going to reenact it. The match was tons of fun. I love watching them. I have an emotional investment with both guys. Every time they cut a promo, I want to either hate them or love them, and they get it right every time when they're on the mic. What say you? Uh, I like all these guys. I, I'm um, I'm a fan. Or I'm sorry. I like Swerve and Our Glory. That's what I like. I'm, that's what I meant. Those two guys. I'd love to watch um, them yeah. fight singles. Uh, I'm happy with them being the tagged tag teams. I'm just not a big tag team guy generally. So I thought this match was awesome. I thought it was cool. I thought it was very, very fun to watch. And it was a nice little precursor to the big main event. Let's get to that main event. Because the main event, as you all know, was the AEW World Championship match. Champion John Moxley escorted to the ring by Sir William Regal, Lord William Regal, versus Satan himself, but the Satan we love, like Al Pacino in, in The Devil's Advocate. Maxwell, Jacob, Friedman, you people know him as MJF, my favorite wrestler. I know how excited you were for this match. Jeffrey, so why don't you start with your love and celebration of the world championship? You know, MJF has been overlooked. Even though we talk about him every single week, we talk about how great he is on the mic. We talk about it. every podcast does. Jim Cornette, every, nobody shuts up about this MJF guy, right? But every time that there's a moment that he's about to have, it gets it gets some 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 other thing is what we end up all gossiping and talking about. Almost like we have a mutual agreement that MJF is is the best, and we don't need to talk about him because he's the best. It's always like some offshoot <laughs> thing that we want to gossip about, like uh, CM Punk popping off while eating muffins at the end of a press conference. Nobody's talking about how great MJF was that night. Finally, MJF gets to show how good he is. Not only, uh, you know, he, he, finally we get to see, gets to prove to Jeff that he's very, very good in the ring also. God, I was talking trash about how he just doesn't wrestle enough and it's just too much my, You, I got to watch yeah. him in the ring and I was like, oh, he's proven daddy wrong. Like the guy is so stinking good. And the William Regal sliding him the brass knuckles and that it was, I will say. Bro. That's <laughs> so good. This match was beautiful. This guy talked about how he is a generational wrestler. And then he named all these great generational wrestlers. And then legit was doing some of their old school moves in the beginning of this match with the back rake and the stomp jab and Classic. all these like old school things to show his knowledge and respect of, of the old 
and then bringing in everything that is the new that we all love as well. He sold the knee beautifully. He played the baby face and the heel in this match, which is impossible to do, but somehow he does it every single time he works nowadays. He's wrestling against the werewolf, John Moxley. I know that's not his name, but I'm going <laughs> to say it so much that it becomes his nickname. And you'll hear JR, oh my God, it's like a werewolf in the ring. Oh God. These guys got in the ring and it looked like a straight up fist fight. They were beating the living crap out of each other. Um, MJF told a story with his knee and it looked legit like he legit hurt his knee, even though that's just a part of the story. He's going to punch him with the diamond ring that he won all those years ago. Mm -hmm. And William Regal comes out and he's just looking at him like, you piece of shit. That's what you're going to do to win. That's what you're going to do to win. And you see MJF have this morality check. The referee is down. MJF used the ref to save his own life. The, the ref gets hurt. They bring out another ref. Moxley cracks that ref. When he gets thrown into the ropes, that ref's out. Now he's got to get the original ref's attention. MJF taps out at one point, but the ref's screwed up in the corner and still selling, so he doesn't see it. And then William Regal, who if you remember when he was a wrestler, it read one word across both ass cheeks, and that word was villain. And he turns his back on the champion of AEW and his champion of the, of the Blackpool Combat Club. And he gives MJF the regal brass knuckles. And MJF busts him with a right hand, bam, right in the friggin' head, and stuffs the brass knuckles in his, his whitey tidy trunks that he wears with the diamond ring. They're both in there, I think. Maybe he threw the ring away. And he gets the win. One, two, three. The ref didn't see it. And for the first time in his career, he is the AEW world friggin' champion. And I can't wait to see who they bring out of the woodwork to try and take this belt off him. I loved this pay-per-view. It was well worth the money. Anyone who missed it, go check out the replay. Even if you've already seen the results, the storytelling was masterful. The wrestlers, the young wrestlers were great. The old wrestlers did their thing. The, the journeymen and veterans kicked ass. Like, I just, I, I loved everything about this, man. I thought, look, when wrestling gets it wrong, you and I say when they get it wrong. I don't, sure. I don't think we pull too many punches, although I do try to be as nice as possible because I respect the sacrifice they make. But damn, if they didn't get this right from top to bottom, shout out to AEW, shout out to Tony Khan. Jeff, tell the people where they can see your fifth grade chest this weekend. I will be in uh, Calgary doing comedy uh, for a cause on Friday. Uh, if you go to my social media, it's just Jeff Dye, or go to jeffdye.com. You can find where to find me at all the future weekends and this weekend. Uh, what are you doing for Thanksgiving, Freddie? I'm cooking for the family. By the way, Calgary, that's wrestling country, baby. Know, that's wrestling country. I'll be cooking. I asked my kids what they wanted. I asked if they wanted me to mix it up. I could do Cornish game hens. They didn't want anything out of the ordinary. So it'll be the standard mashed potatoes, turkey gravy, the giblet gravy or giblet, however you like to say it. There'll be some uh, green beans, which the adults like. Kids don't. Some spaghetti squash, which the kids love. Big ass Caesar salad, which everybody on earth loves. Cranberry relish, not cranberry sauce. We're a relish household. Oh some New Mexico cornbread with some green chili baked in the bread. Come on. You can't handle the heat, baby. That's that Latino heat. And then uh, <laughs> all the grownups will get drunk on wine. And uh, I'll keep it sober until the actual dinner time. And then I'll, I'll join the adults in their 
drunkenness. Sounds awesome. So happy Thanksgiving to you, Jeff. Happy Thanksgiving to you, buddy. And to you, Alex, and to all the people that listen to our podcast. We love you guys and appreciate you guys. Spread the word. We do. And this was Wrestling With Friends. Peace. We out. Follow us on Instagram, Wrestling With Freddy. Twitter is WWFreddyPod. Follow us on all the socials so you can submit your questions for the Federation. This has been a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumucósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.